Look, this episode will contain facts. It will be absent of spin, and it will have hard-hitting truth that's probably going to be offensive to some. Listener, be advised, as no one is safe. Ladies and gentlemen, it is July 1st, 2020. I am your host, Corey Milliken, and this is episode two of Not What You've Heard. I am so freaking pumped for this episode. I've been collecting facts on this story for weeks now. This is episode two of the podcast. This is episode two of Not What You've Heard. And I have a sneaking suspicion that this could potentially go down as the single best episode that I will ever record. I think it's that good. Now, here's the agenda. Here's what we're going to cover. First, I will give you the facts for the first half of the episode. We will dig into the investigation into the investigation. Attorney General William Barr and his team are looking into the origins of the Crossfire Hurricane investigation, otherwise known as the investigation into Russian collusion. This investigation was originally launched under the Obama administration in 2016, while Donald Trump was still candidate for president of the United States. This investigation also led to criminal charges being filed against General Michael Flynn, a then incoming national security advisor, and he was actually recommended prison time by the Justice Department. General Flynn's case was actually dropped pretty recently back on May 7th by Attorney Attorney General William Barr. And over the past few weeks, we've had some pretty major bombshells that have been dropped in this investigation into the investigation. So first, I will give you the facts, absent of spin. Second, I will give you my opinion of what this means for the Obama administration, the Trump administration, and the election in general. As always, I would love it if you stuck around for the second half where I will share my opinion. But I will always give you the option that mainstream media does not. You can come for the facts and walk out the door before the spin starts. You do not have to stick around for my opinion, but at the very least, again, I will give you the option that Sean Hannity does not come for the facts and don't stay for the spin, if you so choose. So, here are the facts. On July 31st, 2016, when Donald Trump was still a candidate for the President of the United States, the FBI opened a counterintelligence investigation into links between Trump associates and Russian officials. This, again, is widely regarded or or widely known as the investigation into Russian collusion. Now, this is a quote from the Office of the Inspector General. Uh, They published a report on December 9th of 2019, kind of around this whole investigation. And what I'm going to quote is why the investigation started and what it was into. The investigation was into, and this is the quote, whether individuals associated with Donald Trump's presidential campaign were coordinating, wittingly or unwittingly, with the Russian government's efforts to interfere in the 2016 U.S. presidential election. 
Now, the center of today's episode is General Michael Flynn. General Flynn was actually one of four people criminally charged as a result of this investigation. After Trump was elected in 2016, November of 2016, General Flynn was one of Trump's very first hires for his new administration. Flynn was picked to be a national security advisor for the incoming Trump administration, a Trump administration that would not take over the White House until January 20th, 2017. However, just four days after assuming the White House, on January 24th, 2017, General Flynn, who is now National Security Advisor for Donald Trump, was approached by FBI agents who wanted to interview him about his communications with a Russian ambassador by the name of Sergei Kislyak. In communications that Flynn had allegedly in two meetings with Kislyak, one on December 22nd and one on December 29th of 2016. This was about a month after his meetings with Kislyak, the FBI approached him. Now remember, this is also, these two meetings that the FBI wanted to talk him about took place about three weeks before General Michael Flynn was set to assume his role as National Security Advisor in the White House. On February 9th, just 16 days after Flynn's interview with the FBI, which took place on January 24th, the Washington Post's Greg Miller, along with Adamantis and Ellen Nakashima, wrote a piece in the Washington Post that actually detailed what happened in that meeting between Flynn and the FBI just 16 days prior, and even sourced and cited both current and former U.S. officials as their source of the leaks of what happened in this meeting between Flynn and the FBI on January 24th. These current and former U.S. officials, the report from the Washington Post doesn't say how many there were, but they told the Washington Post that Michael Flynn privately discussed U.S. sanctions against Russia with Russia's ambassador, Sergei Kislyak, one month before Trump took office. Keep this in mind, as this is an important piece of information. I'll repeat this again. Michael Flynn privately discussed U.S. sanctions against Russia with the Russian ambassador, Sergei Kislyak, one month before, before Trump took office and Flynn was officially working for the presidential administration. This piece from the Washington Post also goes on to report that the FBI knew what Michael Flynn discussed in this over-the-phone meeting, meetings, two of them, with the Russian ambassador before they approached him on January 24th. They already knew what was discussed on the call. This process of identifying who is on these calls is referred to as unmasking. So they were able to identify General Flynn on this call. Now, this piece comes out on February 9th, and then, and this is 2017, and then on February 13th, 2017, General Michael Flynn resigns, I mean, he was really fired, from his position at the White House, just four days after this hit piece from the Washington Post drops, and just 20 days after being approached by the FBI for an interview. Michael Flynn said that he resigned, he was really fired by Trump, because he was accused of misleading multiple White House officials including 
Donald Trump and Vice President Pence about his communications with Russian Ambassador Sergei Kislyak, communications that were the topic of the FBI meeting just 20 days prior. Now we're going to fast forward about three months down the road to May 17th, 2017. This is three months after Flynn resigns. Again, he was really fired. Former FBI Director Robert Mueller takes over the FBI's investigation of Russian interference, the investigation of which Michael Flynn was questioned by the FBI in, a, in accordance to. The investigation we're talking about, this investigation into Russian collusion, is referred to as Crossfire Hurricane. Robert Mueller was special counsel to take over this investigation, and he was actually supported by both Democrats and Republicans in Congress. Now, fast-forwarding six months, seven months down the road from May 17th to December 1st, 2017, during the Mueller investigation, General Flynn admitted to making false statements about his communications with Russian Ambassador Kislyak in his FBI interview months earlier. He admitted to lying to FBI agents. And as a part of his plea deal, he agreed to cooperate with the Mueller investigation. Per the Mueller report, General Flynn lied to FBI agents about, number one, asking the Russian ambassador Kislyak to refrain from escalating the situation in response to sanctions recently imposed on Russia in December of 2016 by the Obama administration. And number two, he lied about asking whether or not he asked Russian ambassador Kislyak to delay the vote on a pending United Nations Security Council resolution until Trump took office. Remember the important piece of information here. General Flynn, as he was talking to Russian Ambassador Kislyak, was not officially working for the presidential administration yet. He was going to take over the job in three weeks, but he wasn't working officially as he was having these conversations. He was yet to fill his role in three weeks from the point at which this meeting with the Russian Ambassador Kislyak took place. Now, now we're going to fast forward an entire year from December 1st, 2017 to December 9th, 2018. Nothing really happens with Flynn. I mean, there's a lot that goes down with the Mueller report and the Mueller investigation, but nothing really happens with Flynn for an entire year until December 9, 2018. This is a very important piece of information here to keep this in mind as well. Jim Comey, the FBI director that initially oversaw the Crossfire Hurricane investigation before Mueller took it over, said in an interview with MSNBC that it was him who personally sent the FBI agents to Flynn's house on January 24th to ask for an interview. An interview that General Michael Flynn would eventually lie in. Remember this, Comey sent the FBI agents to Flynn's house for an interview. Remember that, that's a very important piece of information. Three days after Comey's interview on MSNBC, on December 12th, 2018, General Flynn's attorney revealed documents in a court filing that former FBI deputy director, so the individual that worked for Jim Comey, Andrew McCabe, was actually briefed on Crossfire Hurricane before it officially started. Andrew McCabe allegedly, according to General Flynn and his lawyer, told General Flynn that he didn't need lawyers present at this meeting with FBI agents the meeting that Flynn eventually lied in. 
fast forward four months to April 18th of 2019. The Mueller report is released. And the report shows that there was no collusion between the 2016 Trump campaign and Russia. On May 29th, 2019, Robert Mueller declared the investigation complete. Between June and December of 2019, General Flynn inevitably fired his legal counsel, and he hired a new legal team. As at this point, he was facing charges in a court of law. This new legal team was spearheaded by Sidney Powell, a pretty prominent critic of uh, Robert Mueller. And they argued over those six months that his entire investigation that this entire investigation, Crossfire Hurricane, was riddled with misconduct. And this was the point at which General Flynn and Sidney Powell began to ask that the case just be dropped. Also, in December of 2019, the judge over this case in court, Judge Sullivan, set a January 28th, 2020 sentencing date for Michael Flynn, who had already pled guilty. On January 7th, 2020, the Justice Department recommended six months prison time for Michael Flynn. Now we're going to fast forward to February 10th, 2020. Judge Sullivan indefinitely postpones Michael Flynn's sentencing date. Then on April 29th, 2020, new internal FBI documents were unsealed. And these documents would actually show that top FBI officials were discussing how they would interview Michael Flynn in that interview back on January 24th, and how they would interview him with the goal or the intent to catch him in a lie so that he could be fired. They discussed making him admit to breaking a statute called the Logan Act. The Logan Act has never been used in criminal prosecution at any point in U.S. history. It's very, 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 very hard to prosecute in accordance to the Logan Act. That's why it's never used. Remember what I told you to keep in mind? That General Flynn was not yet working for the White House when he talked to this Russian ambassador, Sergei Kislyak. Well, here's this. The Logan Act prevents people from falsely claiming to represent the U.S. government abroad. So even though Flynn was set to take his position in the White House in three weeks, and that was well known in the press, everybody knew he was the incoming national security advisor to the Donald Trump administration, he was still according to the Logan Act, falsely claiming to represent the U.S. government abroad in his discussions with Russian Ambassador Kislyak. On May 7th, after these documents were unsealed, Attorney General Bill Barr dropped the case against Michael Flynn. Now here's where the story gets absolutely insane. Shortly after A.G. Barr dropped the case against Michael Flynn on May 7th of this year, 2020, accusations began to circle. And uh, as you can imagine, most of these accusations were coming from the Trump administration. Um, and these accusations were alleging that the Obama administration, and even President Obama himself, knew about this call with Michael Flynn. And furthermore, these accusations laid out this idea that the Obama administration actually strategized around how to pursue criminally Michael Flynn 
And more specifically, these accusations laid out how the Obama administration intended to use the Logan Act, which had never been prosecuted or successfully prosecuted or leveraged in any prosecution in U.S. history. And this Logan Act is, is widely criticized. And they, th these accusations laid out an idea that the Obama administration was going to leverage the Logan Act to catch Michael Flynn in a lie. Just a week after A.G. Barr dropped the case, and these accusations against the Obama administration grew louder and louder, Joe Biden was asked about this in a May 14th interview with George Stephanopoulos on ABC. Here is what Joe Biden said about what he knew of the Michael Flynn case. About Michael Flynn, the former national security advisor to President Trump, and the move by the Justice Department last week to dismiss the case against him for lying to the FBI. The president said yesterday that that move is justified because President Obama targeted Flynn. He called it, quote, the biggest political crime in U.S. history. Your former Senate colleague, Charles Grassley, has added that Flynn was entrapped and asked on the Senate floor, what did Obama and Biden know? When did they know it? So what did you know about those moves to investigate uh, Michael Flynn? And was there anything improper done? I know nothing about those moves to investigate Michael Flynn, number one. Number two, this is all about diversion. All right. So there you hear Joe Biden saying on May 14th of this year that the Trump allegations of Obama and Biden being privy to the investigation into Michael Flynn and actually having a role in it are not true. Biden says he doesn't know anything about the investigations and he certainly didn't have a role in it. However, notes around this investigation from one of the FBI agents involved, Peter Strzok, were released on June 24th of this year, 2020. This was a little over a month after Biden's comments on ABC. One part of these notes, which detail a meeting on January 4th, 2017, that Peter Strzok was a part of roughly 20 days before Michael Flynn was approached by FBI agents, show that there was a meeting between FBI Director Jim Comey, who sent FBI agents to Michael Flynn's house, President Barack Obama, Vice President Joe Biden, and two other officials, Sally Yates and Suzanne Rice. In this meeting, Joe Biden brings up leveraging the Logan Act against General Michael Flynn. This infers that not only did the Obama administration know the details of the call where Flynn was unmasked in communicating with the Russian ambassador, but it also shows that, counter to what Joe Biden said on May 14th in an interview with ABC, he did know something about the investigation and he did have a role in it because he was the one who originally suggested that the Logan Act be leveraged against Michael Flynn. He said this in response to Jim Comey saying that the call between Flynn and Russian Ambassador Kislyak appeared to be legit, and there was no reason for concern with the content of the call. And so Joe Biden says, well, we could just go after him with the Logan Act. Those are Peter Strzok's notes from June 24th. In summary, here, here's what happened. Michael Flynn lied to the FBI. There's no doubt about that. He quit his post at the White House. He was really fired. He was charged with lying. Attorney General Barr eventually drops the case against Michael Flynn, citing misconduct. And then allegations start flying around that the Obama administration targeted Flynn. And Biden obviously denied knowing anything. However, these notes from the FBI's Peter Strzok show that he did know something of the investigation. And he actually suggested how the FBI should pursue Michael Flynn. Make of that what you will. These are the facts, absent of spin. 
I promised you I would give you the opportunity that mainstream media does not, and that's the opportunity to walk out of the door before the spin starts. If you'd like to stick around for my take on this story, I'll share that with you right after this break. And it is time for the Corey Milliken spin zone. Here's my narrative. Here's my take. Here's my spin. Biden's lying. Um, I, I, I mean this with all sincerity. This is not meant to be a joke. I promise you. This is not a joke. I will leave stupid jokes like this for Fox News. This is not a joke. But Biden might actually not remember that meeting. And, and that's not a joke about his age or anything, because I'd be saying the same thing if he were 35 years old. The one thing that we don't know is the significance of that meeting. Peter Strzok's notes don't tell us how long it was. Peter Strzok's notes don't tell us how often Joe Biden was actually talking in that meeting. And so for all we know, Joe Biden could have been taking care of other official business in the middle of that meeting, and maybe he just jumps in and says, oh, well, hey, you know, I mean, we could charge him with the Logan Act and go after him with the Logan Act if we wanted to. So when I say that he doesn't remember the meeting, I'm not pulling a Sean Hannity on you. I, I mean that in all sincerity, and again, I'd be saying that if you were 35 years old. He, it, just, it just might not have been that significant of, of, of a meeting. However, it, it, it definitely appears as if the Obama admin thought that there'd be something juicy on that call where they unmasked Michael Flynn, that call where he was talking to Sergey Kislyak, the Russian ambassador. There was nothing juicy there. Hence, Comey's comments about the call, and I'm quoting, appears to be legit. And so in response to that comment, Biden says, well, we could just go after him with the Logan Act. So I think what happened was, you know, again, Comey goes, all right, we'll send in my guys to go talk to him and see if we can get him to lie. Remember, there was an internal FBI um, document uh, release, if you will, on April 29th. And those documents show that the FBI went over to interview Michael Flynn at his house on January 24th. They were sent by Jim Comey. And those documents show that they had the intent of catching him in a lie about talking to the Russian ambassador. Also, again, keep in mind, Jim Comey sent these guys. Andrew McCabe, who worked for Jim Comey, was briefed on this investigation way back in July of 2016 when it started. So he likely knew that they were coming for General Flynn. And court documents presented by Flynn's defense show that McCabe told Flynn, McCabe, who had worked for Jim Comey, told Flynn, there's no need to have lawyers in that meeting with FBI agents. You don't need them there. Don't worry about it. This is arguably the slimiest most disgusting thing that has happened since Watergate. And that is not a, uh, like this isn't me just playing, you know, lean right guy here. This, you know, this isn't my, my Sean Hannity power hour. I mean that with all sincerity, this is disgusting. And the fact that this still happens in presidential administrations is just absolutely ridiculous. It is ludicrous. Because of all of this stuff, I have completely lost my faith in the executive branch of the government. And Trump has, has done some things that have also caused me to lose my faith in the, in the executive branch of the government. But even more, House Democrats propped this whole investigation up, and they just went with it. 
They just ran with it. Even, even Republicans supported this Mueller investigation. Everybody said, yeah, yeah, sure, say, put, put Mueller on it. How spineless are you? All of these documents were sitting there for you to view. These, these internal FBI documents, they were all sitting there. You could have looked at them before Mueller got on the report. So Republicans are spineless. House Democrats are political hacks. Donald Trump's head is probably spinning. He's got this to deal with also in the middle of a pandemic. I mean, this is insane. But I, I promised you what this would mean. So obviously that's what it means for the Obama administration is, you know, Joe Biden famous, famously says, hey, you know, there was never a scandal in the Obama administration. Hold up. Yes, there was, bruh. And actually, it's one of the biggest scandals in U.S. political history. This, I wouldn't go as far as to say it's bigger than Watergate, but this is, this is definitely a number two. And it's a close second. But what it means for the Trump administration is that, um, like, look, we're in the middle of a pandemic. And Joe Biden even says it in his, in his clip that, like, this is just a diversion tactic. It's not a diversion tactic, but the left can brush this off as a diversion tactic because we're in the middle of a pandemic. How can Trump actually dedicate time to pushing this narrative while also trying to prevent people from dying and spreading of COVID and the economy from falling apart? I don't know how Trump does that. I don't know how he can pull that off. And so what it means for the Trump administration, I don't know. I don't really know how he can leverage this, but I'll tell you this much. If we weren't in the middle of a pandemic, Joe Biden would be called to testify. I'll tell you that much. Joe Biden would be facing criminal prosecution. He would be subpoenaed to testify because Joe Biden said on May 14th to ABC with George Stephanopoulos, hey, I didn't know anything about this. But now FBI, FBI notes from Peter Strzok, a, a meeting that Peter Strzok was in, show that Joe Biden not only knew about it, he had a freaking hand in it. Albeit we don't know the significance of that meeting and that maybe that's why Joe Biden doesn't remember it potentially. But nonetheless, because Joe Biden was not truthful about it on May 14th on ABC, if there were not a pandemic going on, Joe Biden would, would probably have already been subpoenaed to testify in this under oath. And then one of two things happens. And this could still happen too, but Joe Biden goes and testifies under oath and let's say he's honest and he's like, hey, yeah, you know what? I look back over my notes, I was there. Then Republicans crush him for lying on May 14th. And then they can say, I mean, Joe Biden, you're 80 years old, dude. What, do you not even remember meetings you had two years ago, three years ago? So Republicans would at least have that opportunity. Or Joe Biden goes in there and he continues to lie. And obviously Peter Strzok's notes prove that Joe Biden's lying. And then Joe Biden could be criminally charged. So that's what could happen, but none of that's going to happen because of the pandemic. Because we're in the middle of a pandemic, if AG Barr and company try to actually pursue this, the left is just, is just going to brush it off and be like, no, no, this is stupid. This is, this is a diversion tactic. Joe Biden already said as much on, on May 14th. This is a diversion tactic. He's trying to distract everybody from, from how, how he has mishandled COVID. So, so Trump has pretty much missed his opportunity to actually exploit this thing and boost his campaign numbers or boost his poll numbers because of how he's handled COVID. How he has handled COVID has screwed him in an infinite amount of ways. There are no ends to the depths of how Trump has screwed himself with how he's handled COVID. So he's pretty much SOL here. You know, I, I, I'm actually also not surprised that the House Democrats right now, you may or may not have heard this in the mainstream media, House Democrats are now working on articles of impeachment for Attorney General Barr. Like, literally, what did Attorney General Barr do wrong? Literally. He's the second person to ever serve. As, he, he, he's only the second person in United States history 
to ever serve as attorney general, not once, but twice. That is an incredible feat. You have to be a by-the-book dude to be able to do something like that. That's special stuff. So what did Attorney General Barr do wrong? And all of a sudden, after all of these new developments come out, now House Democrats want to push forth articles of impeachment for inter- Attorney General Barr. Sounds a lot like they're trying to pull the chair out from underneath Trump so that he can't go pursue this stuff. But you won't, you won't hear that in the, in, in the mainstream media. On the left, they're not even going to cover this story. Like, we haven't, we haven't even heard anything on this story since these new FBI documents come out. I, I'm just looking for something from CNN. Just give me something. Just give me like a 10-second clip on Don Lemon's show where Don Lemon goes, maybe, maybe Biden lied. Now let's move on to Trump's mishandling of COVID-19. Like, like just give me something, like, like, like a little 10-second 10, 10 excerpt. They won't even do that. They won't even do that. And you know what? It doesn't matter because Trump has screwed up this COVID thing so bad that that story is so freaking loud that nobody's even paying attention to the second greatest corruption in American political history. That's how big how largely the mishandling of COVID-19 by Trump is. We have another Watergate on our hands. And Trump has screwed up his handling of COVID so bad, so bad, that this story is getting no coverage. It is, that's insane. That's absolutely insane. So those are my thoughts. Those are my thoughts. You know, the Obama administration is not this squeaky clean ship that, that they led us to believe, number one. Number two, Trump can't really do anything about it. They're SOL. And House Democrats are now coming after A.G. Barr, who worked very hard to reveal all of this to begin with, so that opportunity may be long gone. Those are my thoughts. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back with my closing comments. Stick around, and we will be right back. We're back and we are going to land this puppy. If you've made it this far, episode two of Not What You've Heard, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Sincerely, thank you. I I, I said this on our first episode. The goal here is to start a movement around objectivity. As we're in the middle of chaos, there is a moment of unity that we could take advantage of. And we could rally around objectivity and tell CNN and MSNBC, you are fake news and you need to stop lying to us. And tell Fox News, you too. And tell Breitbart, knock it off. Fake news is dividing this country. My goal with this podcast is to create a movement to seize on the opportunity for both the left and the right to rally around objectivity. So again, if you've made it this far, Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. You can find me on Twitter, at Corey underscore Milliken. Don't you dare put an E in my name. You can find me on Instagram, at Corey Milliken. I'm always throwing cool stories up on my story on Instagram, so that's a good one to follow. This has been episode two of Not What You've Heard. I am your host, Corey Milliken. So long, have a great day, and don't listen to Sean Hannity or Rachel Maddow. 